0: Hey, this is Johnny Kelly from Typo Negative, and you're listening to Behind the Vinyl.
1: I weren't looking for trouble. And good to have you, man. Really good to have you. Yeah,
0: thanks. Yeah. Thanks.
1: And, uh, thanks. Nice to be. Uh, where, where are you now? You're in New York at the moment? Uh,
0: no, I, I moved from New York. Uh, I moved out of New York five years ago. I'm in a. I guess it's it's a Dallas. I'm in Texas. Uh, oh, right, okay, about one hour north of uh, of Dallas, less than okay. an hour. Okay. Yeah,
1: oh, nice.
0: but a, a lot of yeah, people. It's, it's cool.
1: Either, it's either Nashville or uh, Austin, right? Every, everyone's moving to.
0: Uh... A lot of people are moving to Austin. A lot of people are moving to Nashville. Uh, this I wound up here because of my wife. Right. <laughs> she, uh, my wife has fibromyalgia. Okay. Right. Yeah. And so like the the winters in New Jersey and New York, the, the northeast winters were tough on her. She did a lot of pain. So uh when my, when my stepdaughter was just about to finish graduate high school, she is, you know, my wife comes to me and she's like, she goes, when Anya finishes school, she's like, I'm I'm moving. <laughs> she's like, you can come, but I'm out. <laughs> she's like, I, I she's like, I can't do another winter here. Right. And I was like, oh, you know, she's like oh, we'll talk about it. And then she wound up landing a job down here, and my her sister lives down here. Yeah. And she was like, oh, I got this job, and blah blah blah. I was like, they're in Texas. What are you going to do? She goes, they're flying me down next week for the interview. I was like, oh shit, because <laughs> I, I didn't want to move down here, I, I you know, was, but I couldn't have been, I couldn't be a total like you know. Dick about it and say, oh, oh no, you, you, you'll you be fine suffering in the winters here. You, you know, <laughs> you, you know, no big deal. And so she was like, uh, she 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 sold me on it. She was like, why don't we try it for a year and see how it goes? Yeah. I was like, OK, but that's reasonable. You know, it's fair. And I loved it. you're five years in now still yeah five i love it yeah right yeah i love it this summer was really brutal it was really hot here all summer but uh other than that i i love it yeah yeah we have a we have a nice house now we have a yard for our dogs and you know it's it's cool we have we have a good we have a cool setup and it's affordable which is nice What do you miss most about New York? Uh, well, my family, Yeah. you know, my mom and my brother are there. My brother's still in Brooklyn. My mom's in Jersey. And, uh, you know, I, I didn't feel so bad when my daughter started going to school in Florida. You know, one, uh, my stepdaughter came down here with us. Yeah. So she lives, she moved out. She lives a couple of towns away. And, uh, But, uh, aside from, you know, my family and my friends and stuff, the the food, Uh (laughs) you have no idea how hard it is to get a bacon, egg and cheese on a roll. (laughs) (laughs) You would think it's like some kind of like gourmet food. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, we don't have a chef to make that here. (laughs) And uh, like it, like Italian food, there isn't too much Italian food down here. Right. Of course. But, but I get, I get my fill of it. like, you know, like I get, I get enough of it. I go home, I go stay with my mom and my mom always makes, you know, then I'm, I'm good for a little while, but the pandemic, I haven't, you know, due to the pandemic, I haven't been traveling up to New York as much as I did. Yeah. Right. And, uh, and now like even even so with that like uh, stuff with a uh, quiet ride has been really busy it's it's a lot of a lot of travel a lot of out of town and uh so i've only been able to go up in sporadic uh, you know you know little little stop stops yeah. here and there like i was there a couple of weeks ago uh, my daughter's studying abroad this semester she's in uh, she's in spain oh uh-huh. So I went to see her the day before she flew away, (laughs) before she flew to Spain. I flew up to New York to see her. We spent the day together, and then I had a fly. I forget where I was flying to. I had a show with Quiet Right, and then she was going to Spain. Right. But uh, before that, I hadn't been up there in a few months. And usually, like, since I've been, when I, before the pandemic, when I was living down here, I usually get up there at least, like, once a month. You know, something was going on. You know, like, either, like, you know, one of the bands or, you know, something was happening. And I would be up there pretty often. And then after the pandemic, kind of, like, you know, got a little quiet. And and then after the pandemic ended, I'd been constantly busy, which was, not the worst, you know, knock on wood. Let's keep let's keep the work coming. <laughs> now it's all hollow dear.
2: The moon is full. But will she trick all treat? I bet she will.
1: And, and living down there, it, it hasn't affected your work situation in any way, shape, or form?
0: Uh, well, when it first happened, you know, like when they, I was literally supposed to get on a plane the day that they shut the airports down when they stopped travel. I was supposed to start a tour with Silver Tomb. We were supposed to tour in the US with uh, opening up supporting Monster Mac. Right, yeah. Oh. yeah. And literally the day I was supposed to fly to New York to start rehearsals, they shut. They, they shut down air travel. But
1: yeah, I'm talking about. But moving, moving where you move, has that affected you?
0: Like- no, actually, actually, uh, it made some stuff a little more easier because yeah. now I'm, I'm I'm like in the middle of the country now, so everything's a relatively short flight. Yeah, right <laughs> you know right. like when i when i was going when i was doing stuff with danzig there was only three hours to la three hours to new york and then even now with the quiet ride stuff like so most of the flights are like an hour hour and a half two hours you know yeah. it's like if i have a three-hour flight on a quiet ride show i start getting all bitchy i was like damn fucking long flight. come on <laughs> <laughs> but it, it's so like uh you know like it, in That in that aspect, it, it's made things you know simpler, yeah. You know, it, it made it more complicated. I can't just like you know get in the car and go visit my mom, or <laughs> yep. it's, it's, that's that's a little more complicated, uh, yeah. Very and cool. um, but yeah, it's like you know, happy wife, happy life. There you go, oh, there you go. <laughs> <amen>. <laughs> yeah. Hey, we could, we could. my wife is doing she's doing great down here like you know like she's moving down here where uh, like obviously texas is a lot cheaper to live in than you know new jersey or new york and stuff like that and now she's she's like making like twice the money that she was making in new york down here so so yeah that helped (laughs) (laughs) it helped a lot (laughs) so yeah it, it, it's cool in a lot of ways that way you know like we could never have this have this house where we were living we could never have afforded it and stuff right Yeah. Right. so like wow. our, our cost of living is a lot a lot lower here you know
1: Of interviews like, uh, you know, I
0: know this, this is a... quite right. We
1: could talk about Danzig, you know. And um, I, told yeah. you, I, to-
0: I told you, I told you, I talked too much.
1: <laughs> maybe <laughs> maybe just so another one so we can because it'd, be, yeah. it'd be great to dig yeah. into what you're doing right now as well. You know,
0: dig yeah. out. Um, It's uh, you know, in a lot of ways, I'm, I'm i'm really thankful because I get to, you know, I get to you know keep doing this. You know, when Peter passed away, you know, there's a big question mark on what was going to happen. Yeah, You know, like, I didn't know what was going to, you know, what I would be doing as a career. Like, you know, what would I be doing professionally? No, I, you know, yeah. no idea. Never mind the fact that, like, you know, like one of my best friends just died, you know, it was like it was a big, you know, a lot of questions about, like, you know, what was going to happen with me, you know, with me, my career, what was I going to do? And I've, I've been uh, pretty fortunate.
1: Yeah. Did you yeah. did you get to prepare in any way, like uh, any way, shape, or form? Did you know that um,
0: he was struggling at all with with No, actually, he was he was living the healthiest that he'd been in in, in years. Right, yeah. Had it been like a, like a two years before, wouldn't have been surprised at all.
2: Right. Yeah. Right. right.
0: You know that, that would have been like you know you, at two two years prior, year prior. You were kind of expecting it. You were expecting that phone call to come in and say you know if you know it finally happened because yeah. he had been, you know he had been abusing himself you know, yeah. for a while, and it's just like you know your body's going to quit sooner or later. Yeah. yeah. And but at the time when he did pass away, he had he had eight months sober, and like you know like when uh, I was saying in the last interview. Uh, like we were just getting ready. We had just started the planning stages to start working on another record. We were just like, we had literally the night before he died, we got a studio. Wow. Yeah. That we were going to move into, you know, like we, like we, we agreed, you know, like whatever, we, you know, Kenny and I went to go see the landlord and, you know, like the owner of the studio and we were agreeing to take, like Peter died in the middle of April. We were taking the room May 1st and we were going to move in and start. Start writing, and so that so there was a like this odd sense of like you know optimism with Peter, which he never had. Like, he, if you ever met him, it just didn't exist. <laughs> <laughs> And then like, you know, like talking to him, he was, he was really looking forward to writing a record and he was looking forward to writing a record where he was sober. He was, he was really, he was like just as curious as anybody else to see what he could do now that he was really looking forward to applying himself to making a record. So I, I like, I like to think that he had, you know, like his best record was still in him, yeah, you know, because he was, he was, yeah, like there was optimism. And there was, like that, that was not a word in his vocabulary, which he had a pretty vast vocabulary, but the optimism <laughs> was not in it.
2: i leave her
1: Had you recorded
0: any demos or anything before that? If you'd booked a studio, you'd recorded Uh, something written up? No, no. Well, the studio was a rehearsal studio. So it was just we were going to rent an empty empty room, and then we were going to start writing the songs. We didn't – we hadn't got to that, like, you know, like we had finished touring on the last record and everything. Peter, you know, went to Pennsylvania, and then Peter got sober, and now it was – we had uh, gotten a new record deal. And we had just, we had just signed the record deal and then we were getting ready to start working on the new record. So, so if he had any ideas, he took them with him, right? And uh, because he hadn't shared anything, you know, like I would talk to him often, you know, he was living in Pennsylvania. I was living in New Jersey and I would speak to him often, but like, you know, talking about like new material, it was literally small talk. It was like, "Eh, you know, we got to start working on the record soon. He was like, yeah, you know, like we were talking about the logistics of getting him he was moving back to New York and uh, so that he could be closer to us so that he start so that we start working on the right. Everything was to start working on the new record and uh like you know small talks like do you have anything you know do you have anything written you know stuff like that he's like hey, he goes i have a couple of ideas but there was there wasn't anything no. there wasn't anything completed and especially certainly there wasn't anything recorded so sure. which well, I, is a bummer I, you know it's
1: it, i met you and peter i interviewed you and peter in, in stockholm oh. uh
0: 2007
1: ford did again and um i remember okay yeah i think you had been both of you had just been out eating or something, and and you come in, and he was wearing a Vikings helmet. It's oh, yeah. <laughs> mine. And also what I took with me was that he kept saying ladies and Germans
0: all the time. <laughs> he, he was a practical joker. Yeah. <laughs> he, he did. He was, uh, you know, like that was like one of the things that, that I always found, you know, really entertaining in our music was that a lot of like, you know, it would be like this, this presentation that had like, you know, like a, a lot of like impact and emotion and drama and stuff like that. And then the there was all it was intertwined with all like this junior high school locker room humor. <laughs> i love it which it was always like i think like a lot of times you know i mean there was a lot of like inside jokes and stuff and it'd be like you know like would be like people like you don't get that you you don't you don't see that like like we would be like dying laughing and it'd be like, people would be like wait a minute what what was that what, what does that lyric mean <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. he's a communist Yeah. <laughs> You know, we would we would be dying laughing, and it would be extra. It would be uh, gratifying, like when you would meet someone that got it. Yeah, you know, right. like the way they, they they picked up on it and stuff. And that's like, that. That was the thing that I always found so fascinating about about our music, which is like it was like these tragic comedies. Yeah,
1: <laughs> we, we we did a great interview with. Um, oh, help me out with the name, Nicholas. Um, she's in Orange Is the New Black. Um Jessica
0: Jessica, Jessica Tim yeah himself, yeah. Yeah. Exactly.
1: yeah we we did a great interview, and she had great things to say about Peter that uh she used to go and smoke her and her friends and skip school, and I think Peter must have lived <laughs> in the area or something, and yeah. he, he kind of become like a big brother to them and kind of yeah. you know
0: right, yeah, got
1: him, got him to go back to school, you know,
0: hey, come on, uh, yeah, he was if Peter was very establishment, right, yeah. 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 He loved it. He loved like the uniform and like schedules and, you know, symmetry and, you know, like uh he loved that, you know, like, uh, but then he was like, you know, like in his music and stuff, that's where he would push buttons and like, you know, be provocative or like, you know, but in his, but in his, his real life. Oh yeah. He loved having regiment. And, you know, yeah. Yeah. Loved it. That's what he did. He did it for years, and oh, yeah, that was that was his thing. Yeah. Well, how, and, how was that? Uh,
1: how, how was that being his drummer? If he's like that, you know, was he like that musically as well? When
0: like, uh, sometimes, yes, he was like that with his music, where it would be like a, like you know, like a. It was a very big stickler for symmetry. Symmetry, so it'd be like, well, oh, this part has to be eight measures. And if this part's eight measures this part has to be eight measures right and <laughs> like Peter the song's 20 minutes long we got to, you know, <laughs> <laughs> and then and then you know but like everything would start out like that like you know to be in order and in in compartments and stuff and and then as the song you know would you know, the progress and stuff. We have to do this. We have to change this, you know, whatever, blah, blah, blah. And then it'd be very reluctant at first because it would break up the order of things. But then like, you know, then he'd be like, Oh, all right. Okay. You know, like whatever. Yeah. Right. Makes sense. You know, all right, we'll do this, you know, blah, blah, blah. And, uh, but, uh, yeah, he was, you know i mean you can see it like you know like in some of the some of the artwork and stuff he he loved like those old like you know like that old soviet propaganda art you know i remember for one year i gave him a whole bunch of pictures of that stuff and he loved it
1: Negative for me was—I mean, there's tons of bands that that came out of New York, but Hyper Negative was always so much New York, so much New York, and so much Brooklyn. Yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Which I think you know, like a—you know, like a, in, in retrospect, it's a product of our environment. Yeah, you know, and I, I think you know, like a part of it too was. A, you know like uh we all come from literally like the same neighborhood like like i could where i lived i could walk to peter and Josh and Kenny's house. We we literally lived that close to each other. Was, everything was, you know, walking distance and stuff. And, uh, you know, I guess like, you know, uh, you know, being of like, you know, like a similar age group, you know, like we like the same kind of like, you know, the same kind of music, the same kind of TV shows, this, you know, so it wasn't really that much of a stretch to get each other to buy into what we were doing. Right. Yeah you know it wasn't it wasn't really it wasn't a hard sell like you know when they replaced sal with me you know like come from same neighborhood we just laughed at the same jokes and you know it was like they knew what kind of baggage i came with (laughs) so 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 it it was kind of easy to fit in character wise you know like it was it was easy to fit in because it was one of them yeah, yeah. And, did you did
1: you know them? Did you physically know yeah, them?
0: Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, for years I, I played in them. Uh, Kenny and I have been friends. Uh, well, I, basically I've been friends with all of them since we were in in high school. Right, right. and uh, I played in a band with Kenny before typo. Played in a band together for years. Ken, uh, that band we used to go to Josh's house to record demos because Josh had a recording studio in his house, and he would do demos for all the all the local bands. He would record them. I even rehearsed with other bands at Josh's house because <laughs> they would have like rehearsals there. And I I recorded with other I did a lot of recording at Josh's house before I joined typo. Right. Oh cool. And uh I was one of his favorite drummers until I joined typo. <laughs> <laughs> and then I wasn't one of his favorite drummers anymore. <laughs> and uh But, uh, and everybody knew Peter from his other band carnivore. They were like, you know, kind of, they were like the local rock stars, you know, Peter and Josh, my father lived in an apartment, like literally around the corner from Peter and Josh. And I remember like going to his, going to stay with him. And I would see like carnivore flyers on the, on the telephone poles and stuff all over the, all over the neighborhood. And it was like carnivore. And then other friends of mine who were a little bit older that, you know, knew Peter and, and those guys are like, Oh, you got to check these guys out. And I remember having their demo and, you know, their demo cassette and stuff before the record came out. And so carnivore was kind of like, you know, like Peter was like a local rock star before he became a rock star, you know? Yeah. Yeah. But he was he was content with that he didn't he didn't have any ambitions to be you know what he eventually became right you know he was he was totally content with you know like going to lamore playing lamore being the local rock star and then getting up at four o'clock in the morning put on his uniform and go and work for the city right that, that he was totally content with that and i remember yeah. you know like before i joined the band you know peter had that car I'm sure you've seen pictures of the yeah, car. He used yeah. to bring that car. I was a mechanic. He used to bring that car to my shop. I, I used to have to work on that thing. And uh I used to get him inspection stickers and stuff. <laughs> because it would never pass inspection. No. It, 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 no, that car was a total hazard. I drove it once. I was like, I will never, ever drive this car again. <laughs> and... uh uh, Peter would come and hang out at the shop and he was, uh, you know, and then when I was about to when I was going to audition for the band he came to talk to me and stuff and he was like, you know he's like, uh, you know, like this this isn't that kind of band he's like, you know, we're going to, you know, just work on music It's like, you know, don't quit your job here you know was, I, was like, I was like, that's fine I was like, I have no uh, you know No expectations. I was like, I just want to be in the band, whether we play one show or, you know, like a thousand. I just, I love the band. I want to be in the band. So whatever we do is fine.